Hello, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us on our broadcast today. We're in our studio with a live audience. They're helping me pull the anointing of God out as we talk about living in a continual state of God's favor. That is God's best for your life. Don't ever forget that. You have a right to live in a continual state of God's favor. We base this study from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, particularly from the Amplified Bible, where you will find that phrase that we have access to a state of God's favor. That means that you can expect the favor of God to show up in your life more than just occasionally, more than just once in a while. You can expect the favor of God to show up every day of your life. You know, in Psalm 5, verse 12, and I've mentioned this on the previous broadcast, David, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, tells us that God has surrounded us with His favor. Let that sink in. You are surrounded by the favor of God. You know, I, I like to go around like this sometimes, just, you know, sensing that within my sphere of influence, there's something around me called the favor of God. And what's so exciting about it is you and I have something on our lives that most of the rest of the world don't know anything about. You know, wouldn't it be sad? We're all believers in here today, and I'm sure the majority of you that are watching are believers, but wouldn't it be sad to think in the day and time in which we live that we were totally dependent upon ourselves to get anything accomplished, to overcome adversity? I, I can't even imagine living that way anymore. I did the first 22 and a half years of my life, but the last 45, I like to say I've only been dumb 22 and smart for 45, praise God. <laughs> you know, the last 45, I've had the Word of God. I've had God. I've had His favor. I've had His blessing. And what a joy to know that, that no matter what comes your way, you're not in this alone. You don't have to figure all this out by yourself. You're not dependent upon your own limited abilities, your own limited resources. Thank God we have the blessing of God and thank God we have the favor of God. Amen. And the fact that it is on us and surrounds us just gives me hope every day that somehow, some way, no matter what I might be going through, God will turn it around. Can you say amen? amen. Now, once again, David said we are surrounded by God's favor. Now, in today's lesson, I want to talk to you about how important it is that you decree this every day. It's one thing to know it's there. It's something else to decree it every day. It's important that you speak it out of your mouth. Don't just keep it inward. Don't just know it up here and not even just know it in here. Jesus said in the 12th chapter of Matthew, verse 34, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What's Jesus saying? Whatever you have in your heart in abundance, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. You can't help it. You know, I've had people say, well, Brother Jerry, I hear you talk about, you know, making positive confessions and, you know, and speaking the Word of God. But how do you get to that place? Well, number one, you've got to fill your heart with the Word of God. You know, I don't, I don't get up and stand in front of the mirror every day and say, I can overcome, I can overcome, I can overcome. And do that based on, you know, uh, mental ability or willpower. I quote what the Word of God says. 
you know, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. If there's something I'm facing that's impossible, a task that looks impossible, I'm not going around saying, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, based on my own ability, you know, uh, or the little story about what was that little train trying to go up the hill. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm basing what I believe on what I've found from the Word of God. And if you get that in your heart in abundance, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. You know, when people go around saying, you know, things are getting worse and we'll probably lose everything we've got. My first thought is that's what's in their heart in abundance. That's what's in their heart in abundance. Failure and defeat. But you know what? That's not what's in my heart. That stopped being in my heart years ago. Now, there was a time I thought like that. There was a time I talked like that. But that is so foreign to me now. In fact, I trust you'll understand what I'm saying here. But talking negative in my mind is just like cussing. (laughs) You know, I quit cussing a long time ago. Anybody quit cussing? Everybody lift your hand. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I mean, you know, I quit using profanity a long, long time ago. You know, And, and today, because I have God's word in my heart, Back then, you know, B.C., before Christ, if something bad happened or I hurt myself in some way, there might be a cuss word come out. You know, why? Because that's what was in me. Well, now, you know, if something bad happens, I don't hear those same words come out of my mouth. In fact, my mind doesn't even think like that. It doesn't think like that at all. I hear the word coming out. You know, you'll hear me say, uh, even in the worst of negative circumstances, this is subject to change. Yes. Why? Because 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, While we look not at things which are seen, for things which are seen are temporal. And the word temporal means not permanent, temporary, subject to change. Amen. So no matter what's happening in my life, you know, negative circumstances, impossible looking situations, What comes out of my mouth is what's deeply rooted in my heart. And that is the Word of God. And so it's important if you're going to live in a continual state of God's favor, you got to talk that. you got to talk it. But you're not going to be able to talk it if you don't get it in your heart first. You know, a lot of times I have people confess things while I'm preaching. I do it in here. I do it in church services, conventions, you know. I'll be preaching along. I say, everybody say and everybody will say what I'm asking them to say, but I have no guarantee that's where they're going to talk when they leave the building. In fact, I've, I've left services where I'm preaching, you know, the positive word of God, and I'm having people make positive declarations and get out in the parking lot, and they start talking like they did before they came to the service. You know, I've, I've watched people... You know, set in a meeting where the word's being taught and, and, you know, hope is arising and faith is being energized and they get right out in the parking lot and get one phone call and you hear what comes out of their mouth. Oh, dear God, here we go again. Seems like every time something good happens, bad just follows it in my life. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's what's in your heart. That's what's in your heart. 
know, I've been in, I've been in, uh, you know, secular places of business, you know, like uh, uh, having my car worked on or something. And the mechanic, you know, bust his knuckle on a, with a wrench or something, you know, and, and he let out a word, you know, <laughs> let out some profanity and then turn and see me and say, oh, preacher, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I always say, yes, you did. That's what's in your heart in abundance. You can't help yourself. That's what's in your heart in abundance. Make him feel real good about it, you know. <laughs> no. And, and it's amazing. Isn't it amazing how somebody can go around talking negative all the time, and that is socially acceptable. But one person stand up and talk positive, and they think you're weird, you're strange. Where planet did you come from? You know, well, I can't help it. When you're full of the word of God, you're going to have a positive outlook. You're going to have positive mindset and positive things are going to come out of your mouth. Can you say amen? amen? So Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Amplified says it this way. For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, I talk out of the overflow all the time. I've taken the time to put the word in my heart and what comes out of my mouth is part of the overflow. Yes. Amen. You can, just, you can just get so much word in you that you almost become like that little Pillsbury Doughboy. You know, every time you poke him, he giggles. I mean, you poke me and the word comes out. <laughs> no matter what the situation is, man, the word's going to come out. I've had people say, don't you people talk anything else but the Word? Well, we might start talking about something, but it's going to end up on the Word. Yeah. You know, Brother Copeland said this many times when we're on vacation time together, motorcycle trips, and we'll stop, you know, and, and have lunch or something, and we'll all talk about for a little while the scenery and how beautiful Colorado is on a motorcycle. It won't be five minutes we're preaching at one another. We can't help it. That's what's in our heart in abundance. I got so tickled one time, Brother Copeland and I were preaching in Tulsa at uh, ORU, and we went in to have breakfast one morning, and I hadn't seen him in about three months, hadn't talked to him about three months, so, you know, uh, we sat down for breakfast, and he said, Jerry, I got to tell you what the Lord said to me. He brought his Bible to the table. He opened his Bible, man, he went to preaching to me. I mean, it was like rapid fire out of a machine gun. I mean, you know, he hadn't even taken a breath yet, and it's just coming out. And he said, you see what I'm saying? I said, yeah, I see what you're saying. And then I chimed in and, and I began to preach to him. And another preacher, if I gave his name, you'd all know it. I won't tell you who it was. But he came and saw us sitting there and he said, you guys mind if I join you? Brother Copeland said, no, not at all. I could see the look in Brother Copeland's eye, fresh meat. <laughs> you know, he's going to start all over with this revelation on this guy, you know, and and so this guy, I mean, we'd ordered our breakfast. We hadn't even taken a bite yet. We're still preaching to one another. He's sitting there getting cold. And this guy ordered his breakfast, and he ate it while Brother Copeland's sharing this revelation. And then Brother Copeland said, do you understand what I'm saying to you? And this preacher said, Kenneth, I hadn't understood a thing you said since you said hello. Got up, wiped his mouth, got his bill, and walked off. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he said, are we weird or something? I said, no, sir, we're not weird. We just love the word of God. Praise God. Amen. Well, you can't help it when it's in you in abundance. See, when it's in you in abundance, you don't have to make yourself make a positive confession. 
when it's in you in abundance. Now, when you're starting out, yes, I started it that way when I didn't know anything and I'm just learning and, and I'd realize how important it was to make confessions of the Word of God. And there were times back there in those early days, 45 years ago, when I'd walk around in my bedroom with my Bible, reading scripture, and I'd quote those scriptures. And at this point, I'm not, I'm not fully persuaded of them, but I'm quoting them. And the more I quoted them, the more persuaded I became. Amen. 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 Because in those early days, I'm speaking things that are not yet understood fully. But I knew it was the Word of God, so I would get up and make those confessions of the Word of God. And the more I did, the more persuaded of them I became until the point where, praise God, now it's in me in abundance, and I don't have to stand up and try to make a positive confession. Right. In fact, if you don't want to hear a positive confession out of me, don't ask me anything. <laughs> you know? If you don't want to hear the Word of God, don't ask me anything. You know, uh, you know it's like somebody said one time, Brother Copeland, I believe if somebody asked you, uh, or somebody said to you, good night, you'd probably quote scripture. He said, well, you know, he does give his beloved sleep. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. It, you just get the word in you in abundance and it comes out. Now, that's what happened to me with the favor of God. I got that in abundance, in my heart in abundance, and consequently, it began coming out of my mouth where I was talking it every day, every day, all day long. And I still do to this day. Now, the Apostle Paul was quoting David, and he made this statement in 2 Corinthians 4.13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Now, once again, Paul is quoting David. David said in the Psalms, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. What's David saying? Whatever I believe in my heart, that's what I talk. Yes. And that's true of all of us. Whatever you believe in your heart, that's what you talk. If, if you believe you're going to fail, you're going to talk it. If you believe that you're going to live the rest of your life and won't and lack, that's what you're going to talk. If you believe you're going to be sick and you're going to die, what all your ancestors died up, that's exactly what you're going to get. Why? Because that's in your heart in abundance. I remember when, you know, I first began to get a hold of this and I'd hear some of my relatives, you know, talking about, you know, what grandma died of and what grandpa died of and we'll probably all die that way. You know, it killed them and it'll kill us. <laughs> once again, when you get in a crowd like that and they were wonderful people, they were my relatives. I loved them, but they just didn't know any better. Right. Amen? Amen. And they'd go to talking like that. And, and to me, that's like having somebody put a bucket on your head with a hammer out here, just, you know, noise. And, and I'd say, folks, and, and I was young, and I probably could have used a little more finesse. But man, they were talking totally contrary to what I was learning. And sometimes I couldn't help but say, shut up. You know? <laughs> like, like Smith Wigglesworth that time stood up while that preacher was preaching. He's preaching total unbelief. And Smith Wigglesworth just jumped up and said, Stop him, Lord. He's charging the air with unbelief. Right. That preacher stopped and Smith got up and preached faith, you know. <laughs> and, you know, and I'd say to my relatives, Don't talk like that. Talk like what? 
talking death all the time, talking sickness and disease. Well, you know, everybody gets sick, you know, and, and we'll all probably die. The doctor said, you know, this one had a stroke, we'll all die of strokes. And this one had heart problems, we'll all have heart problems. I said, don't talk like that. Who are you? What are you? What are you talking about? What else are we going to talk? I said, well, the Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. The Bible says we are the redeemed. Hallelujah. Why don't you talk? You're the healed by the stripes of Jesus. Well, I couldn't expect them to talk that because they didn't even know it was in the Bible. Amen. But I'd seen it and I can talk it. Even if they're talking sickness and disease, I have a right to talk the Word of God. I remember one time John Osteen and I were in an elevator uh, in Tulsa and getting ready to go to a service. And, and he and I got in the elevator and when, when we did, we opened the door, there was a group of businessmen already in there. And they were telling dirty jokes and they were using God's name in vain. You know, and man, here we are, we're getting ready to go to a meeting. We've just come out of several days of meetings and knowing a God is so strong and we're, we're, we're so high on the Lord, you know, and then we get in an elevator full of people telling dirty jokes and using God's name in vain. Well, John Osteen was a bold man. And he just spoke up and he said, fellas, I see you got God on your mind. Let me pray for you. I love God. And he started praying. They pushed the button, got off on the next floor. Wasn't even the floor they were going to get off on. You know, but the atmosphere changed. <laughs> Amen. They were talking about what was in their heart in abundance, and he talked about what was in his heart in abundance. Amen? Amen. So what's in your heart in abundance is what's going to come out of your mouth. That's why I talk favor all the time. Say, so why, why do you talk favor all the time? I can't help it. That's what's in my heart in abundance. Why do you talk about it every day? Because it's in my heart in abundance. Why do you declare every day that the favor of God goes before you, that the favor of God will change circumstances, that the favor of God has the ability to change rules and regulations and policies if necessary? Why do you talk that every day? Because that's what's in my heart in abundance. Amen. Amen? Amen. And you can get the same way. You that are watching the broadcast today, right there in your home, you can get to that same place if you'll spend quality time in the Word. I remember uh, years ago, Charles Capps and I were asked to, to speak at a full gospel businessmen's regional convention in Muskogee, Oklahoma. And this is about 1975 or six. And Charles and I had preached together in, in a lot of different meetings. One time we were asked to come to a, a church. And they wanted us to preach for one week, three services a day. So between... Totally, we preached 21 services, just back to back. Charles preached, then me, then Charles, then me. And, uh, and we both, you know, we preached basically the same message. He had his delivery and his style, and I had my delivery and my style, but we we're preaching the same message of faith. And uh, so they asked me to speak first in this convention, and then Charles was to speak immediately after me. I would just turn the service to Charles when I got through. They gave us an hour each. And so when I got up, when they introduced me, I said jokingly, I meant it as a joke. Well, Charles and I are best friends, so I'll just take my hour and his hour too. And they all laughed, you know. 
And so I'm preaching along there, you know, and I thought, well, it's, surely it's about time for me to quit. And I looked down my watch, and I still had a lot of time. I thought, well, I hadn't gone as long as I thought I had. So I just kept preaching, you know, and, and in a little while I glanced at my clock, and, man, I got plenty of time. I just kept preaching. And then finally I realized my watch had stopped. <laughs> and I took my time and Charles's. <laughs> And when I realized what happened, Charles was just sitting there so patiently, you know. And I turned, I said, Charles, I am so sorry. I, I didn't realize I have taken my time and yours. I said, come on up here. Well, the time was up. And he got up and he said, Jerry and I both have programmed our spirits to believe we can have what we say to the point that Jerry even jokes and he gets what he says. <laughs> And he said, I rest my case, the service is over. You can have what you say. You know? <laughs> well, that's true. We have programmed our spirits to speak the word and to believe that we can have what we say. Amen. Didn't Jesus say that in the 11th chapter of Mark? He said that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, believe in his heart and not doubt, he shall have those things which he saith. See, all I'm doing is practicing the Word of God. Right. When I speak favor every day, I'm practicing the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking God's favor and expecting it to manifest every day. And I'm challenging you to do the same thing. Not just when I ask you to do it, but it's got to go further than that. You know, I can't jump out of your closet every day and challenge you to speak the Word. You're going to have to learn to do that yourself. Are you with me this, in this session? Amen. Now, Job 22, verse 28, makes this statement. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Now, listen to the Amplified. You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Wow, right there. So if I decree God's favor every day of my life, throughout the day, then he says eventually it will become established. The little Hebrew here for the word established means that it will become a common occurrence. If you talk the favor of God enough, eventually it will become a common occurrence. Hallelujah. That's what I've done. And it says, and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. Amen. That's exactly a description of my life. I get up every day. I talk God's favor. I talk it throughout the day. I don't just talk it behind the pulpit. I talk it in conversation with people, you know, on a daily basis. I talk it in the restaurant. I talk it at the airport. I talk it everywhere I go. People that know me well know that this is not just something I do in church or behind the pulpit. You've been with me on motorcycle tours, Vic. Do I talk favor all the time? All the time, praise God. Amen. And consequently, I'm acting on Job chapter 22. I'm decreeing the favor of God. And what's happened? It has become established in my life. It has become a common occurrence. And the light of God's favor is continually shining on my ways. 
So here's what you need to do, folks. Number one, get in the Word of God. I like to say it this way. Number two, do yourself a favor and study favor. (laughs) Amen. Study the favor of God and then allow it to get deeply rooted in your heart and then begin to speak it continually. The result will be it will become established in your life and you will end up living in a continual state of God's favor. Hey, I'll be back in just a few moments. Watch this announcement and then we'll be right back. Do you remember your life before the revelation of who Jesus is and what he's done? Have you received that revelation yet? If you're struggling in your relationships or family life, if you're stuck in debt or depression, then listen up. God wants you to live in a state of his favor. In Dr. Savell's three-message teaching, Living in a Continual State of God's Favor, you'll learn how God wants you to experience his favor and goodness every day. Throughout it, you'll be encouraged to declare and expect God's favor to bring you through any and every situation. When you learn to live in a state of favor, God will take you to a new level of blessing and abundance. Don't wait any longer. Grab a hold of this revelation today. Call or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request your copy of Dr. Savelle's teaching, Living in a Continual State of God's Favor, today. Thank you once again for watching our broadcast today, and I hope you've learned some important things that I believe has the ability to change your life forever. Don't forget our special this week, Living in a Continual State of God's Favor, three CDs. I actually taught this in our church here in uh, the Fort Worth area, Heritage of Faith Christian Center. There's three services here where I had plenty of time to cover this in depth, and I believe once you get them in your home and begin to listen to them, you're going to discover that living in a continual state of God's favor belongs to you just as much as it belongs to me. I want to thank all of you that are watching today for your support of this ministry, your confidence in the call of God on our lives. I want to thank you for your prayers, your financial support, and I want to encourage you to continue to communicate with us because that's one of the ways that we know in the natural. I know in the spirit that many people are being helped, but it's one of the ways we can know in the natural that you're actually benefiting from these broadcasts. You know, this program airs in over 200 nations around the world, and we love hearing from people all over the world and how the lessons are impacting them and changing their life. You know, a few weeks ago, I was preaching in our church here, and the Spirit of God had me to pray for specific things for the favor of God in people's lives, and I felt impressed before we close to pray over these things you. I know there's some of you that are watching and you can identify with it. I'm going to pray for favor on your job, favor at your bank, favor with your mortgage company, favor with the government, favor with the IRS, favor with the state that you live in, favor with civil authorities, favor with unbelievers in whom you might be doing business with. Let's believe for favor in all of those areas. I speak that over you in the name of Jesus Now you contact me and let me know, not if it happens, but when it happens. Thanks again for watching. God's best to you. And remember, your faith will overcome the world.